God. This morning I was sitting at the breakfast table with my son and I told him I was going to come shoot a video. And he said to me, what, what, what are you shooting a video about, Dad? Uh, he knows I'm not that interesting. But so he looks at me and he says, Dad, what you, what's the video about? And I say, well, I'm going to tell people why Jesus is God, what it means to say Jesus is God. And he's eight, so he, he looks at me and he, he sort of, he, he sort of cuts his, cuts his um, eyes at me and furrows his brows. And he says, hmm, that's hard, Dad. Um, now, the claim that Jesus is God is pretty familiar to us, typically. We say it all the time in church. We sing it in our songs. We proclaim it from the pulpit. We hear it over and over. And as a result, sometimes it becomes very familiar, very commonplace. But uh, as my son saw, uh, the claim that Jesus is God is an absolutely perplexing and absolutely potent claim. Early, very early in the history of Christianity's relationship to Islam, Patriarch Timothy shows up uh, in Baghdad and he records this interaction that he has with the Abbasid Caliph uh, al-Mahdi. He he's records this exchange they have. And the exchange starts out with the Caliph challenging Patriarch Timothy. He says, you, you say such wonderful, sublime things about this God, but surely you realize it's unbecoming to say that that God becomes a man. How, how could we point at someone and say, this is God, someone who is living, breathing, has flesh, who dies. How could we claim that? And then the exchange goes back and forth and back and forth for some time. The reality is though, Christians have always recognized this claim was perplexing, but they've also recognized that it's essential. They've also recognized it's essential. When Jesus is sitting uh, in the, in in a home in Mark 2, and the thatch starts to fall from the, from, the, from the roof, and a man is lowered down. Jesus looks at him, and he sees the faith of his friends, and the man's paralyzed. And the first words out of his mouth are, your sins are forgiven. Now, the scribes, they, they don't miss a beat on this. They see exactly what's happening. How can this man say, your sins are forgiven? Only God can forgive sins. They caught the scandal of this. They realized how perplexing the claim is that this living, breathing man you could point to, whose hand you could shake, would say he was God. They recognized that there is a conflict between the claims we make about what it is to be God and the possibility of being a creature at the same time. And yet Christians have repeatedly time and time and time again insisted that we must make this claim, Jesus is God. Now why is that? Why have we repeatedly claimed that Jesus is God? I want, want to tell you um, about an old language maybe. Now we use this language today and it's become, maybe it has a little different sense to it, but it used to be that we would talk about this as a mystery, a central mystery of the faith. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about mystery, I think about uh, Sherlock Holmes or a mystery novel. In a mystery novel, you, what you want to do is you want to solve the mystery, right? Um, you sort of want to figure it out. You, you have the whodunit. And you feel very clever if you can figure out what happened before you get to the end of the novel. Now, this mystery, these mysteries, these central mysteries of the faith, like the claim Jesus is God, they're not that kind of mystery, okay? 
They're not solvable. They're not things that you, as Thomas Aquinas would say, finally comprehend. Okay? We don't rationally come to that resting point in our understanding when it comes to these central claims of the faith. They're not solvable because they're not the sort of things that we master. You don't master mystery. Okay? You receive it. Now, we make that mistake sometimes thinking that a mystery is something to solve. We also make the mistake thinking that a mystery is something you cannot speak about and ought not speak about. Now, as Augustine says in the, er in the early passages of On Christian Teaching, um, Christianity has this mystery at its heart. We claim that God, for instance, is something that is, is of a character, of a nature that is inexpressible. And now we're caught because we've said, we've expressed, God is inexpressible. Augustine faces this challenge at the heart of our faith, and he says, and yet, God calls us to worship him. God asks us to pray, and Jesus teaches us to pray to the Father. These mysteries, like the claim that God is inexpressible, or the claim, most centrally, that Jesus is God, they, they rest at the heart of the faith, and they have this power and this potency that as we speak about them, our minds and our words try to catch up with what's happened, recognizing we're never going to fully comprehend, at least in this life, never fully solve the mystery. Mysteries are things not to solve. But in our pursuit of them, in our minds sort of eager, longing, our, our lips um, active, expressing, faithful, speaking, in that pursuit, we come to understand what lies really at the heart of the faith. And that is that somehow this God who is inexpressible, who's as sublime as the Caliph thinks, has come to live and to dwell among us, to take on flesh, and to share that flesh, that body and that blood with us. We reenact that week after week. And in sharing in that, we then come to share in the very holiness of God. Okay. Jesus is God. We really must remain about this claim. And once we remain about this claim, we start looking around us in our life together and we see it everywhere. We see it when we take communion. We see it when we enter the water of baptism, which was made possible, um, the cleansing of which was made possible by Jesus taking on a body, being truly God and entering and passing through, and then we enter and pass through those waters as well, and we are cleansed within. Jesus is God. It's a central mystery that has animated the minds of Christians for centuries and centuries, and in wrangling with that perplexing, perplexing, powerful puzzle, we find the heart of the gospel. <laughs>